and I've got this and one more quickly ladies and gentlemen you're listening to the Weeby Free Radio Show Brain Food from the Heartland and I am so delighted to have Leanne Kale Sparks returning to the show Leanne good morning I'm to you welcome so excited to be here I love coming to visit with you seriously so much fun I do I do oh, I have so I much fun thank you I had a blast with you last time I really really did I, I, I enjoy talking with you and about the dogs, too. Yeah, we may get to the dogs, right? So for, <laughs> we may. for new listeners, a little bit about yourself. I am a crime thriller author. I have a brand new, well, it's not so much brand new. It's been out for about six months, I guess. Yeah. It was uh, released in February. It's called The Wrong Woman. It is about a uh, FBI special well. agent who... Um, gets into well she starts investigating uh some crimes against children and that kind of leads into her best friend is murdered and she hooks up with a denver police detective and they start investigating the murder of her best friend and along the way she uncovers a bunch of secrets that she didn't know about her best friend and then we're going to throw in a serial killer and just to mix it up a bit and uh yeah at the end, it all comes together, sort of. Yeah, and how you do that is just is beyond me. But a, a little bit more about your path to writing. You oh, have an interesting wow. path. So I, well, you do. Is for you do. <laughs> you do. So I, I, I was born in Colorado Springs. Um, my book is set in Denver, so I tried to get back there. Um, but I was, uh, I moved around a whole bunch. Married to the military. Um, my husband was. Uh, in the military, he was in the Navy for 28 years. And during that time, I decided that I was going to be a lawyer. So I did that whole thing. And I did a little bit of work in uh, criminal defense and some family law. So that that's always fun. And then because he moves around so much, I decided I just did not want to take the bar exam anymore. So I <laughs> well, that's right. You have to take it for every state. Is well, that, you don't. Is that some, correct sometimes, or no? Well, it depends on the state. Um, I see. Some will accept that, it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Some. Some. Some that have reciprocity with other states or with every state, um, but there are some that are persnickety, and we move to the persnickety ones, like um, <laughs> Maryland and California. And so I, I got tired of taking the bar exam, and, and uh, one day I said, you know, I think I want to write, and he was like, okay. <laughs> And that was it. And that was it. I started writing. Look it. at you now. I started writing. You know, when you yeah. say that about being a defense lawyer, and I've mm-hmm. got to say because I know a lot of people get, I know it's angry, upset, or whatever when they're watching something or reading about a trial about the defense lawyer. Mm-hmm. That's part of what we are entitled to in the United States: a it good defense. Is. And somebody's got to somebody's got to do it. Yep. It's when you when you become a criminal defense attorney, it's it's your obligation to zealously um, represent your client because otherwise it's uneven. the The state or the government always has all of the resources, and so they have yeah. the attorney on yeah. their side. And so the person whose liberty is at risk of being taken away deserves at least that much. And so that's when criminal defense attorneys come in. And it's funny, I always say people complain about, you know, the wacky defenses that, that come out. Um, but, you know, as, as a defense attorney, you kind of have to take your client 
as as you get them. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's only so much you can do, yeah. and you are under this obligation to zealously represent them. But I always say that people are always offended with um, defense attorneys and how disgusting they are until they need one. For, and then yes, they thank you. All the yeah. stops pulled out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they want you to do everything for them and keep them out. And it's a very desperate situation because you need nobody one. wants their their liberties taken away from them, and they don't want to. You don't want to go to prison. There's so many people in prison that are wrongfully committed. I could go on a whole bit about that. Well, so, again, but, that's yeah. yeah, and I'm I'm glad you said that because again we're. I'm reading, I don't want to say all the time, but about people who uh, they let out of prison and then, you know, sued for a, a, a lot of money. I, I was just reading one over the weekend. I don't have the facts in my head. But it's like millions of dollars because they were wrongfully yeah, in, in prison. Yeah, incarcerated. In, in, in and that's, prison. Just, yeah. Just, I'm sorry. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's horrible. Um, I, I, when I was in law school, I was president of um, our chapter of the Innocence Project. So that was... They that was along with me, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, it's a great organization. Um, they do really good work. But the, the sad thing is, is all of these people, yeah, you get out and, and you sue and, and eventually, you know, hopefully they figure out that you were wrongfully committed and, and they have to compensate you. But there's no getting there's that no, time no, back. That's there's right. No, t- that, that, no amount of money will get that time back, which is why... Defense attorneys need to be zealous. That's, That's why yeah. they have to pull out all the stops because you don't want that to happen. People shouldn't be in prison. People that should be in prison should be in prison. There's not a defense attorney out there that doesn't think that that bad people should not be in prison, but good people should not. And and you have to make sure. You yeah. just have to make sure. That's right. And again, until you need one, you know, people. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of a Tom Waits. You, <laughs> Probably don't know yeah. the singer. You know the singer Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's a line in one of his song. He's a lawyer. He ain't the one. I shouldn't sing. No one wants to hear me sing. He's a lawyer. <laughs> he ain't the one for you. And it's just yeah. you know, and again, attorneys can get a bad rap. And there's good mm-hmm. and bad in every in every aspect. Every, but they get a bad rap. Yet, yeah. When we find out that people have been wrongly convicted and imprisoned, I mean, that's again. I hope you don't mind if I'm going here. Oh no, no, I think it's important. One of the things that's disturbing to me about the death penalty, mm-hmm. and b- believe me, when I read about something horrible with a a, um, a rapist or a murderer or a child molester, or whatever, mm-hmm. but if because people have been, if if we kill somebody. If we then we've murdered somebody. We've murdered an innocent person, and yeah. I'm one. And again, I'm the ancient one here. I remember <laughs> back in the maybe early, very early '70s. I had a button that said, "Why do we kill people who kill people to show that killing people is wrong?" Exactly. And again, exactly. if we make one mistake, if we have, and again, I don't know the history of everything, but if we've made one mistake, then then we, the people have murdered somebody, have taken an innocent well, life. And the interesting part of that is is, is that uh, because there are so many safeguards in place, when you put somebody on death row, they have a multitude of appeals that they are allowed to have. So you end up putting somebody on death row, and they spend probably just as much time on death row as they would have if you'd given them life. They are on their for So you are paying for this person. To be on death row, and, and because they are yeah. considered indigent, 
you're yeah. paying for their legal fees too. So it it doesn't make much sense. It just doesn't make much sense. No, absolutely, and I I I agree with you. And I'm glad that we talked about that because again, I think it's very very important. And you as a lawyer understand that, and working with the Innocence Project, etc., know that. Certainly, certainly better than I do. And again, the website, we've got links up at louisfreeshow.com and at wfmj.com, leannekalesparks.com. And let's, so let's talk about the book. The book has been out. And it's interesting because I'm thinking, you know, time for me, it's like, wow, that's right. We talked in, I think, February. Yeah. Right? And it's yeah, already, right already May. I know. Where has the time gone? It's crazy. Away. That's what I always say when people <laughs> say, where does the time go? Away. <laughs> it goes. So take, make the most of it, right? Yeah. Make the most yeah. of it. Yeah. So what's it been no, like? it's been crazy. It's been crazy. It's been great. Um, I, I, you know, I've been promoting the book. I've been getting a lot of good feedback. So people are enjoying it. I've been getting a lot of questions of, you know, um, are we going to see more of Kendall Beck? And I can answer that we are. I'm getting ready this weekend. I'm really excited. I get to go home. I have not yeah. been home to Colorado Springs. You've got a sign, an author sign. Yeah, I do. I do. I have an author signing at the Barnes & Noble on Briargate. And so anybody that's in the Colorado Springs area, it is on North Academy. You can't go any farther. And it's off to the right. You can't miss it. <laughs> um so, yeah, I'm super excited to get back there. I haven't been back there in probably like six or seven years. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really excited. I love going home. Um, I left there. I mean, I moved out of there in 1991. Been back there every so often. But, yeah, I miss it. I miss it. I miss the mountains. It's going to be wonderful. I'm a mountain girl. Back yeah, to, it is. Yeah, it's going right? to be great. Back to that signing. Again, yeah. when people get the opportunity to see you, and talk with you and get their book signed, by the way, yeah. which is great, mm-hmm. right? Which is yeah, really, really great. It's got to be a wonderful experience for you as an author. It is surreal. It's very, I mean, that people want to come out and, and read what you what you wrote. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, we, we write and we put it out there and we think it's good. And we're like this story because a lot of times it's in your head and you just got to get it out of your head. And you hope other people like it. And so when people come up and they say they do like it, it's 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 really fun. It's it, it's it's kind of funny because I think that readers are excited to meet an author, and you know, oh, it's the person that wrote this book, but they don't understand yeah. that the author is just excited to meet them. <laughs> That's wonderful. Like, yeah. You want to read my book? And yeah, you liked it, and, yeah. and come and talk to me about that. So, yeah, it's great. I mean, I I would encourage anybody. If you think you, you know, re- the authors don't want to hear from you or they're too busy or, you know, they just don't care what you have to say, wrong. We, we love, we love to talk to readers. We love to hear from it's readers. It's got to be an amazing so, experience because you've created this world and people yeah. want to read it and want to meet yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and want more. And, and, and that's, the, so that's the exciting part. Leah, let's talk about more. Book two. Book two. Book two is called um, Every Missing Girl. That's the title so far. Every Missing Girl. <laughs> Subject to change, <laughs> as everything is. Um, and it will be releasing next February. And in this book, we're going to turn the tables a little bit. And um, Kendall and, and Adam get to work on a case again. Uh, they, it is a double homicide at a convenience store where they find a missing oh. girl. Oh. So we're going to... We're going to do that, but as that is unfolding and they're working on that, 
unfortunately, Adam's niece goes missing, and so wow. they are ha- they're having to work both cases at the same time, and and so I, I like to have that personal kind of draw to to the tragedy. I think I think I don't know why that interests me so much, but well, and you it's know, unexpected that, for the readers. That's going to be totally unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, unless I, they I, listen, I like that. unless they listen to this interview and remember it next February. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I I think that you know a lot of times, as in any profession, you can get caught up in things and it just becomes mundane and it becomes just a thing. And I do like to kind of play that out where where they recognize that in in normal life when they're when they're just investigating a case that doesn't have the personal draw that there are things that they have to do they have to block it out there's jokes you know off-color jokes that they make because they have to be disengaged but what happens when you just can't you're you know something happens and it's a family member it's somebody that's close to you and how do you deal with trying to investigate something and 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 not let the personal stuff get in the way so so when you create the the characters again it's you know true crime again i'm I'm not i haven't written a book so i yeah easy for me to say when you're writing nonfiction or whatever you've got the facts and you mm-hmm. are able to weave them together to tell the story but you're right. creating all the characters i know we touched on this last time you're actually creating characters and creating the scene, all the scenes. Yep. What's that like it, for you? It, well, um, exhausting. <laughs> but, I mean, so so I kind of have this idea of where I want the book to go. And like anything, when, when you start down a road, you think you know exactly where you're going, you have a plan, and then, you know, everything gets thrown in. And, and it's an, interesting to me how I can continue to learn more about the characters as I'm writing them, which is exciting because I think that translates into the reader learning more about the characters also and learning tidbits about them that, that they didn't know. So it's always a surprise when, when I can figure something out. But it's also the scenes. It's also, you know, you're writing and then you think you're going to go this way and then the scene starts going this way and you're like, ooh, that's better. I like that better. And I didn't see that coming. And it's just, that's I think it's just your brain yeah. starting to catch up with you and going, okay, well, wait, but what did, did you think about this? But what about this? And how did, how would this work? And so it, it's a, it's a fun, fun ex- exercise. It's exhausting sometimes, but it's a fun exercise. <laughs> that's again, that's, I, I, I love that when you say that, because it's like, it's going, it, it, it's, it starts to have, what do I want to say? A life of its own. It does. And starts Absolutely. opening up different path than you had originally intended. Yep. Yep. It, it is. You hear authors talk about um, the, they don't write the story. The character writes the story. And I really think that. that that's, that that's really kind of the best way to explain what goes on inside a, a writer's head, because you think, you know, where you want this book to go. And then it's like, things clear up and and you just kind of it's kind of like when you're reading one of these books and you're getting all the information and you're like ooh, but wait a minute back there that happened that that's kind of the same way that a writer's brain works it's like okay wait a minute i had something that happened back there could i pull it up here and oh wait this person over here and 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 
sometimes a minor character that you were just going to, you just needed as a filler person, becomes a much bigger person. Like in in um, in book two, there, <laughs> there's this the guy that owns the uh, the convenience store was just a bit little, you know, I just needed Adam to ask questions about, you know, the person, the people that had died in the store and what had happened and, and the, all the employees. And it kind of took on this life of its own and without giving anything away because it's still in editing, so I don't really know <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> but it could totally get cut. But, you know, as you're writing, it's kind of like, okay, but what? maybe I could bring this person in and, and make this part of the story and I mean in book one in The Wrong Woman that little bit part ended up being the the big ending I mean it was just the, the ending completely switched for me I thought I knew who the who the who done it who the bad guy was and it and as I was writing it and I was getting towards the end I was like oh oh wait a minute nope <laughs> that's not who who is who the bad guy is and it completely changed because it was my brain was like oh no this is this is this would be better this this would be more intriguing and and you just kind of go with it kind of let it take over and, and go and it's usually right that's that's I, again i can remember leanne kelsparts the first time uh, a novelist said that the characters speak to him and he was writing something and he said no he I wouldn't do that. You know, the, char- the, the character said, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. You know, and I just think that that creative process is just incredible. Yeah. And when it, you it, say it, 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 that it went in a different direction, like it went in, it went in yeah. a different direction. It but did. that's you. That's your yeah. your brain. It's, it's kind of... I love that. I, I always call it um, socially acceptable schizophrenia. You know, you're allowed to have the voices, <laughs> the good voices in your head. And, and you know... Socially acceptable we, we schizophrenia. Out, I love that. It is. It's, you know, it's not hurting anybody. You're just putting words on a thing. But yeah, you do. You have all these people living in your head. And the worst part is, um, and I think most authors feel it when you're, when you're getting into that over-the-hump part of writing the book, the middle to the end. And, you know, you're, it's starting to build up and you're really getting towards the end. And then all of a sudden, an idea pops in your head and you're like, oh, go away. I, I can't deal with you right now. And it will not go away. And so, so many times author, you'll hear authors say that, um, you know, we, you got to write it down. You just stop, write it down, get it over here onto, a, onto something, onto a paper, onto another, you know, document in your computer. Just get it out, get the, get what you can out because you'll, you will never be able to get back to your book unless you do. It's got to, you got to do a little bit of a mental exercise because new voices are really powerful. Wow. That's, that... <laughs> They're like baby vampires or baby rattlesnakes. You know? <laughs> 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 they don't know their own strength. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, the Wrong Woman. Again, you're going to be uh, doing a signing at the Barnes & Noble, and I just think that's going to be wonderful. I can't wait to hear about how that is for you. But, Leanne Kelsparks, when you think about the, you know, the time that you put in to writing, mm-hmm. is there something that, how do I want to say it, is there like a certain time that you do it every day? Do you get up in the middle of the night and start writing? Or if you have an idea, what do you do if you're, you know, on the way to, I don't know, 
I don't want to be clear. It, it, it is, I don't have this. I, I know that there are authors that have set schedules. It's probably the really um, successful ones that can sit down and they, and it's a job for them and they can sit down and they write every day for a certain amount of time. I yeah. can't do that. I, I'm so, uh, I'm so all over the place. Um, with this, with the second book that, that I was writing, it started out that um, it was in the morning. I was very productive. As soon as I got up, in fact, I started getting up even earlier. I'd get up at like five o'clock in the morning when it was all quiet and, yeah. and nobody was awake. And I could whip out just a ton of writing up until like 10 o'clock in the morning. And it was just kind of like, boom. Um, and then I'd be slow down. Then I'd have to take more breaks during the day and I'd slow down into the afternoon. Um, then it switched somewhere along the way it switched and I was really successful at writing at night. Um, wow, that's interesting. Like seven yeah. till midnight, I was I was able to write um, and and get it all out, and then I'd be wiped out and ready for bed, and then I could get up. And then again, it switched towards the end of writing wow, the book. That's interesting. Switched back to the morning, and then of course, then you get on deadline, and and you write all the time because you're you're going through and editing and adding and and doing all this stuff and 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 you're freaking out because you're on deadline and you have deadline brain and nothing gets done around the house deadline, so, deadline, brain. Oh, deadline, brain. deadline brain my poor husband <laughs> he just deals with a lot when i'm on deadline it's just like don't talk don't talk to me and, and he's responsible for everything that goes everything on else. in the house yep and and it's weird because i also not only do i have different um, times of the day I write where in the house I'm I can write is weird because I have this great wow. office it's huge and I have everything I need and I started probably week and a half ago two weeks ago I moved downstairs to the kitchen table which is in the that's center of everything yeah. <laughs> but that's where I I I just nothing was happening for me up in my office so I moved down to the kitchen table and 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 the the sad part about it is, is I take over everything. I mean, it's there's not no just a matter of there's taking no. my... Yeah, there's no table. I mean, if you saw the side of my refrigerator have sticky notes all over it that have little, you know, whatever chapter is so that I can move stuff around and I can see it and, and, uh, and, and you know, and here sits my lovely office empty and I'm done at the kitchen table taking over the entire room. That's... <laughs> Leanne, that's 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 really interesting because I, I start to think, and I don't know if you know exactly, but what took you? Nothing was happening in the office, and but you thought, let me go somewhere else and see what happens. Yeah, I tried. Wow. Uh, it, it's not like, it, and it's not intuitive either because I went downstairs and I thought, well, maybe if I sit on the couch, um, because then I'm I'm in a different position. And, and that, no, that didn't work at all. Um, it was really, I, I sat there and I was like, I wonder what's on TV. <laughs> so that's not good. Um, and <laughs> it's just, you know, it just, I, and I think it, it just, that's I needed great. to feel like I was, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't explain it. And so I'm not going to even try. It just is. It just is. So I go with it. I figure I just went over and plopped everything down and then, I started writing and it was working. So then I brought everything down that I needed um, to to write down there and all my notes, all my 
and everything. So it's and it it does turn out to be a mess. I mean, I would I would show you, but it's scary. But it's I, I I'd like to see sometime. Somewhat, by the way, yeah, send me a picture. Like a send picture. me a picture. Also, Text me a picture. picture. Yeah. Um, but I I I'm a little bit old school in that um, I can type everything and I have you know the software for writers um, and I use that. I can type everything in, but. Once I type it in, then when I go back to like edit and stuff, I have to print out the um, each chapter as I'm doing it because I have to write. I have to. I that's the only way. I cannot edit on the screen that oh, first time. Oh, I see. And yeah. so, oh, so I, 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 yeah, I've got my all my colored sharpies out, and um, they have really cool sharpies now that are like pens. They're wonderful. Oh, that so. like that ch- <laughs> gel. The gel pens. Yeah, the gel pens. Yeah. They're wonderful. I'm 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 a big Sharpie fan. So I have I have every style of Sharpie that you can imagine. But um yeah, so I, I can sit down and I do that and I it's all color coordinated and I sit there and then I have to put everything back in. So it takes me twice as long to do it, but it's just how my brain works. I can't do it any other way. I just I just I find that absolutely fascinating. And then and how it changed things when you moved from your office mm-hmm. to the the kitchen table and also not editing i'm sure there's great software out there to edit yeah. you know online yeah while you're yeah yet it, that doesn't work for you no you it found doesn't, another it doesn't way to do it and you know it's it's a sadly it's a lesson that sometimes um my my husband laughs at me because every time i start writing a book i have to relearn all the lessons because I know what I need to do. I, I know when I get to a certain point, it's like, okay, you're you're hitting a wall. Go do this. But no, my brain says, no, no, just push through, yeah. power through it, Leanne. And it's like I waste so much time thinking that I have writer's block or or just not being able to do anything because I'm I, I have to relearn all of the lessons all over again, like like having to print out um, the pages and and actually write on them. Um, I, that's a lesson I learned. I, I go through and I'm like, why does this not, why is that, why am I not engaging in this, in this chapter at all? Why can't I get, why can't I get the creative juices flowing anymore on this, on this chapter? And, and, you know, I always argue, oh, you've read it too many times and you need to just let it sit, which is true. Um, but that works also, sometimes just it uh, does. Well, just get away from it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and so and it works really well because once you get it done, because you know the story so well. You know it too well. So when you go back through and you're reading it, you already know what's in your brain, but that's not necessarily what, what you have down on, on the paper or in the computer as it is. So, yeah, so that's that's my crazy. That's really, yeah. Writers are crazy. We're, we're, we're in. We're I think bad. everybody, <laughs> I, I, I think everybody's a bit crazy. In actually. their own way. Makes me it's makes me think of a, one of my favorite lines from a fav- the 1930-something Dracula, mm-hmm. where the um, one of the caretakers Ron at the Chaney. institution. This was, um, um, oh God, uh, Bela Lugosi. But Bela it's, this is not him saying it. There, there's a caretaker, and, and he's talking with another employee of the sanitarium or whatever. And he says, they're all crazy, all except for you and me. And sometimes I'm not so sure about you. <laughs> Yes, yep. great. Yep. Sorry for that. It was just one of my favorite, no, absolutely one of my favorite lines. It's insightful. Yeah, yeah. But you say about writers being, cre- I mean, creative would be another. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not I mean, crazy. Or maybe not crazy. Creatively but I mean, crazy or. 
uh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, in a I think we just, it, the the difference is like um, my husband is he works at a and you know it's not nine to five really, but he uh, he he works for a corporation, um, and so he is on the phone all day. He is in business oh, meetings all yeah. day. He has you know there's set things that he has to do. Um, yeah, there's things that come up and, and are different, but but with a writer, you just can't. Sometimes you sit down and you just stare. You know, I mean, so many times he'll, he got used to it. He knows now, but back in the early days, it didn't look like I was working because I was just sitting there staring off into space. And it's, and it's, you you have to have those moments of, okay, where am I going with this? What am I doing? And, and so you're not actively working, but you are, your brain's actively engaged in writing the book. And, and then if you, you you write notes down, right? Correct or right? Oh yeah. gosh, I have I have every size of sticky note available, including the big, you know, wall sticky notes, and and that's I, I have notes everywhere. It's it's I have and so it's many big, notes. Big sticky notes, like big, I do, I do. Like Usually, I have um, whiteboards up there. They make this yeah. whiteboard sticky stuff that goes up on the walls, oh, and that's wow. usually what I have up. But I don't have that up now. So I use um, the big <laughs> sticky notes, but I mean I have legal pads because I'm, I'm you know, I'm used to legal pads. Yeah, of course, <laughs> the way I am. But I write notes, and then I'll have like four or five um, legal pads that have notes in them. So I'm going, okay, where was that note for this? And and I could be writing a scene and think, hey, go back and add this to this. And so I'll just write it down real quick. And then I have to go through all of my notes, all of my sticky notes, all of my my legal pads, and go, where was the notes for this? <laughs> and, uh, and kind of get them all together and 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 do it that way. But um, and I'm also a, a big plotter too, so I have everything is kind of in outline form. So it's it's so I've got like twelve different outlines that I'm working off of too. So and you know where they all are, correct? You're very well organized. It's no. organized chaos. It's organized chaos. It, it was funny because I was working last night and about two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I know I wrote something in this scene. Where is the notes? And I'm going through everything. And yeah, it was it was is chaotic. But yeah, I mean, no, they're not organized at all. I love that. I had someone say about the studio once. I was talking about being so chaotic, and they said organized chaos. I said, no, yep. it's just chaos. This is not organized. I'm sure you, you, yours is, but not not on my end. No, I'm talking yeah. with Leanne Kale Sparks, uh, LeanneKaleSparks.com. Of course, your book, The Wrong Woman, is available everywhere and everywhere online. And I always like to say, about as close to home as possible. I'm sure I said that when you were on with me before. And some, I, I, I love independent bookstores, but I've come to really appreciate Barnes & Noble's so much more because even when you think about it, they're hiring people and employing people that are in your community. They're renting yep. or owning uh, space in your community. And it's a place you can come and browse through books, which yeah. is, I mean, I can get lost in a Barnes & Noble very quickly or a library. Yeah. I can just well, get yeah. lost, period. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, but that's, it's wonderful that they it have... Is. You know, in this in 2022, that they're still, they just built yeah. a Barnes and Noble by a university here, in the last few few years. Maybe it's been five oh, years. I don't good. know. But I think it's wonderful 
that they're yeah. investing yeah. they're investing in your community. Yep. And the yep. only reason they do that is because you patronize them. Yeah. So exactly. And and now that they're things are getting back to normal, quote whatever unquote, that, whatever means, that yeah. is. But <laughs> they are now By the way, for listeners you just did air quotes when you said normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but I, I think that the the nice thing is is that they are opening back up and you are gonna be able to go and meet um your your favorite authors yeah. again in person. I mean, they did a fabulous job when when the pandemic hit and and the, in trying to keep people connected, readers and authors connected yeah, via um, yeah. virtual. And but there's just nothing like going and, That's and right. getting a book in your hands and and talking to to people about it. I mean, book lovers, they just that's all they want to do. They want to read and then they want to talk about stories. And authors are book lovers. I mean, we all when that's part of our job. It's a it's a perk of the job that we get to read that that you have to read. If you want to be a good author, you have to read. You have to read as much as you can, and get your hands on as much as you can. Um, And and so we're all book lovers too, and we fangirl over our favorite authors. So it's it's you know it's 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 not just them. It's not just readers and stuff. But yeah, Barnes and Noble and and a lot of other bookstores, a lot of bookstores are starting to open up. It's wonderful. Sure. And yeah, yeah, it's great. Because I'm going to be, go I'm going to Denver early. I'm going to call, I'm, I'll be in Colorado Springs on Saturday, but I'll also be in Denver um, on that Friday and the Thursday, um, kind of wandering around Denver. Um, you know, some of it book research, some of it seeing old friends, but a lot of it I'll be, uh, I'll be hunting down my books and signing them. So, um, you know, if you're in the Denver area, I don't know where I'll be, but you can look for my books in your favorite bookstore and uh, maybe there'll be a signed copy in there for you. When, you. when you say that, again, I've got to, I can't even imagine what it would be like to see your book in a bookstore. <laughs> right? It is, it's crazy. I mean, uh, when I first walked in, it was, I'm, I, I have a TikTok because I have to. Um, my my social media um, guru handles it all, but she she posts stuff oh, for me. But good. one of my it'd be good to have a social media person. Right? She's wonderful. Um, but one of my the biggest uh, the one post that went viral was me meeting one of my readers when I came into the Barnes and Noble and found my book for the first time, and it was just like. It's insane. It's unreal. And and it's funny because I I know I'm not used to it because I forget to go into when I'm like I was down in Austin a couple of weeks ago and I didn't go into the Barnes and Noble and look for my book because I'm still not used to my book oh, being, being in there. there. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> so I'm like so my friend was like, I got your book and I'm like, Oh, where? Which which Barnes and Noble? And she's like, The one here and, and I'm like I was right next to it. My hotel was right next to the Barnes and Noble, and I never oh. once went into it to see my my book. It's it, so it's still you know I think I think the newness is still there. So it's still a thrill that I hope is always there when you can walk into a bookstore and see your book there. But it was it was huge. It was it was pretty monumental. And was, I, I I've always wanted it. With some of the the uh, uh, reviews of the wrong woman, it's got to make you feel really it good does. because I, you're getting wonderful reviews yeah i love i and, and i'm so happy that that people are connecting with kendall um she's a little rough around the edges um, <laughs> she's very sarcastic so if you like if you like sarcasm, sarcasm. <laughs> kendall is your girl um so yeah I, I i like that i like that she's 
not perfect. She's kind of a hothead in a business where she, in an occupation where she probably shouldn't be so much a hothead. But then she knows she's got an empathetic side that she kind of hides a lot, um, but it's there. And, and she deals with, with children in the worst situations in life yeah. on a daily basis. Um, so I, I, I love her. I love Adam. He's, he's kind of a, he, where she's rough, he's, he's not so, soft. so rough. I mean, yeah, he's a little softer. He's, he, he's, he, and, and she kind of walks all over him and he just takes it and they're, they, they become best of buds. So that's, that's, I, I just, I, I love their relationship a lot. So. That's I, 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 that's incredible. I've got to ask you before I forget about for the love of dogs and <gasps> information that you've got at your website. Again, that's leannekaleparks dot com. Yeah, I have. A, if you go to my website, you can see um, my puppies, past and present, and yeah, my grand puppy who lives out in San Diego. So I do currently have um, a long-haired German Shepherd named Zoe. She is... That's, um, you know, interesting you say that because that's the page I'm looking at right now is Zoe. She's beautiful. She's a pill. <laughs> she is... We had, we've had German Shepherds in the past. They've, built, they've been male and they were always funny because they were very particular about things. One didn't like being dirty. One didn't like, you know, um, the water had to be just perfect. It just sat out <laughs> for too long. It was not good. Um, and, and she is just the, she's crazy. She, she loves the mud. She wants to be out in the rain. She just is so rough and tumble and, and just, and she's a total daddy's girl. So it's, it's really funny. (laughs) It's great. And she's, she's, she's crazy. How did you get her? She's got the bandana on and a hat in the one picture. Yeah. (laughs) That's her birthday. That was for her birthday. (laughs) She was a good sport. She, She always gives. Her favorite thing to do is give her mom a side eye. <laughs> I think she just she just looks at me like you're crazy. <laughs> That's I, I, I love that, and people see the pictures, and I'm a big animal lover and dog lover and everything. So again, I I so enjoyed going through that your website, LeanneKelsparks.com. Yeah. You also advocate for um, the organizations, and I'd like you to talk a little bit about Best Friends, and if you would. Yeah, um, I I really love that um, there are organizations out there that that you can, you know, go to and um, help dogs that, you know, there are people just like, just like people neglect other, other people, they neglect their dogs Uh, too. Um, So it's really, it's really, it's really nice to be able to um, get, give back and, and help and help dogs a little bit. And, and um, so I have two organizations that you can, that you can link to and give to if that's something that, you know, that's wonderful. You, you feel, you feel moved to do. Yeah. And again, some people can't foster or can't adopt, mm-hmm. but you can always donate. It's, you know, yep. some people can can't for donate. whatever reason, for whatever reason, they're living somewhere where they can't have dogs or the, or or economics or mm-hmm. they're traveling a lot for, for yeah. work or whatever. And that's always something you can do. And I've got... And a, the, the, go the Crossing Animals Animal Sanctuary, if you look on, on um, my 
the for the dogs page and you see the white german shepherd that's on there that's where he came from and they are a wonderful animal sanctuary in pennsylvania and, and so i really i i still always donate to them and um i mean but you don't have to donate to to the ones that i have listed find one in your area they're always there's um, yes. rescues yeah. that need, need everything yeah. they just really need help and, and the people that are are running them or doing it out of the goodness of their hearts and 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 putting a lot of money into their the rescue um as as well as their time so it's it's important to to be able to help these help our little four-legged friends yeah i i agree and and people can volunteer i know most of them Mm -hmm. that i'm familiar with always could use some volunteer for whatever so if you can't afford to to donate maybe you can yep. volunteer some time and they're so important when you talk about people being neglected yeah most people depending on mental state are able to reach out to an organization or someone someone will find neglected the, the dogs can't do that the rabbits can't yep. do that the cats can't do that yeah they so. don't have a voice i mean and it, like you said people that in need they, they there are ways to get help you have to express it you have yeah. to say the words. Well, you know, pets and, and they animals, can't they can't do that. They can't. So they, they need help in, in being able to be taken care of. And, and that's just, you know, I, I'm just very, very, I just don't understand. Oh. Yeah, I'm passionate. Well, I'm passionate say, I'm about sorry, it. And I just, I, no, no, I, I'm not really don't sure understand what it. I was, yeah. I, yeah. I just, oh. I don't understand how people don't, don't, how they can, not see that um, a pet or an animal can just be as much part of the family as a human. Oh, so, yeah, sometimes I mean, a better better part of the yeah, family. Definitely. <laughs> Depending on your family, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know, I've got a, a, a in the remaining minutes, I've got to tell you, I've, I have, over the years, uh, Squire Rushnell and Louise Duarte, who, do, who did Godwinks years ago, mm-hmm. and a series, if you've heard of it. Well, they've got yep. a, a book that came out, I think, last, towards the end of last year, called Dog Winks. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I've got to get a picture to Kim to, to send to you. Of I, I had a lady in the studio that had brought her dog in. And mm-hmm. of all the books and all the stuff I've got there, the one book he chewed on was, <laughs> seriously... I mean, of I don't know if you can see the the chew marks. Oh, that's not on that, that's right. And there yep. was a, a picture of this dog on the floor, and it looks like he's reading the book. He's got the book open. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's. And by the way, I again, I hope you don't mind if people that have Netflix should see Rescued by Ruby. And you want to talk about it? If you haven't seen it, if you're able to, Rescued by Ruby. It is a. It's one of the stories from the book, and it's just the most amazing. Uh, story about again i don't want to do spoilers about this dog and the person that was mm-hmm. trying to save it and then it's you know, just it's amazing and they can oh, become awesome. like you say best friends yep. and true unconditional love yep yep we Absolutely. humans throw the word around and and again well intended yeah i love somebody i i just hate to say this but i guess i don't hate to say it if i'm going to say it the unconditional love from a four-legged or winged family member is mm-hmm. something we need to aspire to. I, don't I think know if it we goes back to that. <laughs> I know, right? I think it goes back to the the whole um, animals don't have verbal; they can't verbalize what yeah. they're what they're saying. So we we tend to say we love unconditional 
traditionally we do this, yeah. you know. But but a that's, lot of times it, it doesn't have the the force behind it that maybe um, an, a pet um, or an animal has because they don't have the words, so they show, they, they show demonstrate. Yeah. You know when a dog loves you, or when a cat loves you, or, or you know, or when a, or, a, a or, or when a, yeah. a animal out in the wild that you help is you know is is benefited from it. They just they they demonstrate it to you. So we we talk we throw words around all the time yeah. that that maybe don't have the force and the conviction behind them, but you can you'll never doubt. The, the love of a pet, the love of I, an animal. I I agree with you, and I'm also I'm you know when you're talking a little bit earlier about how people can mis- will will mistreat or neglect uh, an animal, and and I think about you and your writing, how humans mistreat and do horrific things to other humans, as you were talking about in your new book, which is due out next February. It's going to come around quick. I know, I know. <laughs> As these things work, um, like you said, we, we it, it's amazing that, that the wrong woman's been out. As long as it has, it seems like just yesterday we were talking about it. it does, being, yeah, when um, I was looking it up in the, on the, yeah, I thought, wow, February. Yeah. And, and yeah. it was like, oh, she was just on with me in February. I'm thinking, that was months ago. It's May. <laughs> I know, it's just, yeah. whew, I know I, I say that all the time. So your website is, tell us again. It's LeanneKillSparks.com. And there's a wealth of information and pictures of the doggies. And pictures of the dogs. That's the best. I mean, go on, find out about me. No, find out about you and get the wrong woman. (laughs) And again, if you know someone out in the, where the book signing is. Yeah, Colorado Springs is the book signing at Barnes & Noble at the... I know someone there. I've got to tell them. Kind of tell them that. Yeah, tell them to come out and see me. Um, I'm, I'm there. I start at noon and I'll be there all afternoon. Um, on the north end of Colorado Springs. So, yeah, come out and see me. And then, uh, you know, if you're up in Denver, go to your favorite bookstore and maybe you can bump into me there. (laughs) Where you're going to be doing research, as you said, and looking up some... Research, yeah. Do you have a minute to tell you? Doing research in Denver? Um, Well, I mean, you know, hopefully the the books will continue. And um, so... for book Yeah, I'd like to get... Yeah, oh, well, you know, yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's not jinx it. Um, no, no, don't <laughs> jinxing. I'm not jinxing. But I, I, yeah, I like to go and get familiar. I mean, it's been years since I've been that back there, and we all know how um, progression and <laughs> improvements and, and everything happens. So I, I like to just go back and, and, and things. I do have a friend that drives around and finds interesting places to hide bodies and, and stuff like that for me. <laughs> or if I have a question like, hey, what's this? Or, hey, go that. check this out. Interesting she, places she, to hide bodies. Yeah, so yeah, that she found she found the place for uh, for Gwen's body in, in the wrong woman. So um, yeah, so, so she helps me. But, you know, there's nothing like actually being there, actually feeling and experiencing and, and seeing where things are in relation to how you write them. Um, you know, you can you can look on Google Maps and you can kind of get a feel for things. And I I am familiar with the area, so I do kind of know things. But I haven't been there for a while, so it's kind of nice to get back and, and be able to just drive around and and, and experience it. That's wonderful. I just yeah. I have a blast with you, 
And I'm grateful Aww. to Kim, and I'm grateful to have you back and do the gig with you again Thank anytime. You. You I absolutely, love it. I, and I love your energy. And, and when you and talking about, <laughs> seriously, man, and talking about the, the writing process, and I had some emails earlier about the name Kale because I, I'm a big fan of kale, of, of the of the, <laughs> of the, the leafy green. Yeah. And I, I've, I've had a, I've had a, uh, a uh, food poisoning lawyer on. Uh, you're too young to remember the Jack in the Box case uh, with food poisoning. That's where he started. It's before your time. Oh, I, no, yeah. I don't think so. I do. Thank you, though. But, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, said to me, once on, on the show, I was talking about kale and how different things get into E. coli. And and, and mm-hmm. at that point, they hadn't had any with kale. But he said to me, Louis, normal people don't eat kale. I said, well, I make up for the people that, that don't. <laughs> or maybe he's just calling me abnormal or whack. I, I had no idea until I was about 18 or 19 that kale was, was a, a cabbage. I, I had no idea. I was like, really. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, never heard of it before. And which is funny because my uncle would plant it in his front yard oh, as, wow. you know, as as decorative. He had all sorts oh, decorative. of decorative. Wow. Plant, yeah, he would plant vegetables and stuff. And, and, you know, there are cabbages that turn purple and, yeah. and things like that. And lots of uh, vegetables can actually be quite pretty. And so he would put them in his front yard. I had no clue. No that, clue what that, it was. I mean, no clue and so what tr- it was. Yeah, interesting that. And I. I <laughs> Actually, there's someone in this area who's a friend of mine. His last name is Kale, and I just, yeah. I, was, I, I just, I don't, know, I go on and on about it. But I, I love it, and I'm sure the rabbits liked some of what he grew, also. Yeah, I hope oh, they yeah. didn't oh, mind. Definitely. <laughs> definitely, no, free for anybody, right? There you go. That's right. Well, Leanne Kale Sparks, again, a joy to have you on. So let's do it again Thank soon. You. Absolutely, I love anytime. Tell me, I'm, I'm here. We'll do it. I love talking. We're going to do it. I love talking with you also. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. She's Bye-bye. absolutely wonderful, folks. And again, we've got the links up at louisfreeshow.com. Again, that's louisfreeshow.com. Or just go directly to leannekalesparks.com. And, uh, and check out the doggies, the pictures of the doggies. The pictures of the doggies Recording are stop. absolutely great. So. Folks, thanks for listening to the Be Free Radio Show, Brain Free from the Heartland, Copyright Be Free Radio Limited, 2022, produced by the lovely Miss Bunny Face in cooperation with White Rabbit Productions.